For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Jessica Tierney, an associate professor of geosciences at the University of Arizona. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. Jessica, you've been trying to get a more accurate picture of temperatures across the globe, or at least across the Pacific, right, a, a few million years ago. Exactly what time period are you studying? So we focused on a time called the Pliocene. So this is about two and a half million years ago, and it's actually the last time that atmospheric CO2 levels were similar to today at above 400 ppm, which is why it's really a, a crucial time for climate scientists to study. And how were things different in the Pliocene than they are now? So in the Pliocene, sea levels were much higher. Uh, they were about 20 feet higher, potentially. So you can imagine that the coastlines looked very different. We uh, had less ice on, on Antarctica and Greenland. So the West Antarctic ice sheet was partially melted. Greenland was partially melted. It was a warmer climate. And how was the weather different? That's the key because we want to use the Pliocene as an interval that we can study in order to learn more about how weather patterns could change in the future. So one thing that is interesting about the Pliocene was what the tropical Pacific was doing. In particular, how El Nino behaved in the Pliocene, how the state of the tropical Pacific might have been a bit different today because that can affect rainfall patterns actually around the world. And could you remind us what El Nino is? We've all heard the term, but... Sure. El Nino is an event that occurs roughly between every three to five years in the tropical Pacific. And during the event, the trade winds, which normally blow from east to west across the equator, get slower, they weaken, and the warm water that normally piles up next to Indonesia begins to slosh back across the equator towards Peru or Chile. And you were trying to figure out what El Nino was doing in the Pliocene. Right. So previous researchers had this idea that during the Pliocene, the Pacific was stuck in an El Nino, which would be really unusual. Other evidence suggested that El Nino was still active, that it was still flipping back and forth just like it does today. So we wanted to revisit this hypothesis with some new tools. And what were those new tools? The original hypothesis was based on estimating average temperatures between the Western Pacific and the Eastern Pacific and looking at the difference. It was based on a measurement of a certain kind of plankton called foraminifera. They're small single-celled organisms that make a very beautiful shell and the shells are preserved in sediment cores so we can go back in time and measure them. But there's many different ways to measure temperature in the past. The method that we use in my lab is actually a little bit different. It's based on fat, ancient fats that are preserved also in sediment cores. And it also uses plankton, but a different class of plankton. And so what were your results for the Pacific with this new thermometer? So we found that there was a decrease in the difference between the Western Pacific and the Eastern Pacific, but that it was not stuck in an El Nino, so to speak. The decrease happened, so you can imagine that the Pacific did look a little bit more like it would look during an El Nino event, but the change is about a one degree Celsius. So not, not as big of a change as we would have expected. Now in the Pliocene, it was quite a bit warmer than it is today, but yet there were lots of species all over the place. Does this make things look better or worse for us for the future? Or does it make any difference? Well, the Pliocene was before 
of course, before humans had evolved and, and, and before even our ancestors had evolved. So it's not a time that humans experienced. There, there were a lot of other species, of course, that were adapted to that climate. But humans, as I like to say, were ultimately an ice age species. You know, we developed all of our skills and tools during the ice ages of a much, much cooler climate with lower CO2 levels. However, right now, the CO2 levels are 410 ppm, which is exactly Pliocene levels. And so we can imagine that even though, of course, sea level is not as high as it was in the Pliocene, that's because it takes a long time for ice sheets to melt. But we can expect if we maintain 400 ppm, if we go out thousands of years into the future, that the world would look very similar to the Pliocene, that we would start to melt some of the bigger ice sheets. Thank you for coming in, Jessica. Thank you. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.